be candid with you this morning. Some of you are sitting there thinking, well, he's always candid with us, but no, I want to be even more candid with you this morning. I'm third generation Pentecostal and I refuse to choke in the smoke. Does anybody know what I mean? I want to live in the fire. I don't want to choke in the smoke of what was. Thank God, you know, some of you have been listening to the Elevation Worship Old Church Basement. Thank God for the Old Church Basement, but I want a new experience in God today. For him to pour out his spirit in these moments and for us to be alive to God. And we need his Holy Spirit more than we've ever needed it before. So I want to let you know some truth this morning. And the truth will always set you free, but sometimes it roughs you up to start with, okay? Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it gives you a bit of a beating before it sets you free. And some of us maybe need to hear some words this morning from the Lord. You know, we can't just call ourselves Pentecostals just because we know about the nine gifts of the Spirit. The three vocal, the three revelation, and the three demonstrational. That's theology, it's just not reality, is it, for many of us? You know, when was, the, when was the last time you took a leap of faith filled with the Holy Spirit and see God work, not in this building, but in your workplace, in your school, in your college, at your university? When was the last time filled with the Holy Spirit you became a radical disciple of Jesus and laid hands on somebody? That would scare them to death, wouldn't it? Or bring them a revelation word from God. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is here to do, to energise us for our witness. That's what Jesus said, that we would be witnesses, didn't he? To him and to his resurrection. So I'm third generation Pentecostal and this church is an AOG Pentecostal church by denomination. But our badge and affiliation to a Pentecostal denomination is not enough. You know, you could be a member of the Tufty Club and still get knocked over. <laughs> if you, if you're, you're under 40 if you're not laughing right now. because you know, Do you remember the Tufty Club? You could be part of the Tufty Club and still get knocked over. Well, I believe in this Christian context that we need an experience from God because when it's just knowledge, it's just religion. Those Pharisees were incredibly well taught, but they did not have that connected relationship with God himself, did they? They, they were striving all of the time to know, to know, to know, rather than to be. And I believe that God is wanting us to be in his church, those that are filled with his spirit. And, you know, very often church is all about doing rather than being about being. And I'm so glad for lockdown. Most people are not glad. I must be just odd. But, you know, I've, I've loved lockdown for this respect. It's, it shut our church doors and forced us to see that it's all about Jesus and not about what we can produce. And even in the lockdown, he's been building his church here, hasn't he? And some of you are testimony of that. I, know, I look around and I, I see new faces. And I know that through the live stream and through people's witnesses, People have come to faith even during this time and people have come back to God. Isn't that amazing? We thought it was all about us. I mean, how did God cope when we didn't open our doors? He wasn't taken by surprise, was he not, for a moment because his spirit is still working among us and we need to be those that are trusting God. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and for your children. We've just been singing it. And your children and your children and your children and to all who are far off, to all the Lord our God will call. This promise this morning is not just for us and it was just not for the people in Jerusalem that day in the upper room but the Bible tells us it's for our children and our children's children. So if you believe that the gifts of the Spirit and the empowering of the Holy Spirit ceased when the Bible was written, 
you've got a big, tr- big trouble with this verse here because it says, for all those who are afar off to all who our Lord God will call. Are we called of God this morning? Therefore, we are entitled to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus said. I'm going to go away. And if I go away, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to dwell with you. That's what he said. Unless I go away, he said, I cannot send the advocate, but I will send him to you. And Joe read to us this morning, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He told them that they would be endowed with spiritual power to make a difference. You know, as Assemblies of God, we used to believe that the initial evidence of uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. Now, I don't have a problem with speaking in tongues. I'm a tongue talker. I talk in tongues more than you all. I was praying for you this morning in tongues before I got out of my bed. But I do believe now that actually the primary function and role of the Holy Spirit, although he does pour out gifts from us, including tongues, is to empower us to do the works of Jesus. Isn't that right? That we are filled with his presence and his anointing and his blessing, that when we stand in the community where God has put us, that something powerful will happen. I wrote to Mark, O-R-M-P, after I'd sent that to the leadership team, and he's written back and he said he'd like a meeting. Isn't that wonderful? He needs a meeting because he, needs, he knows that without the help of the people of God, that this, is, this is an impossible task, as Joe says. I said to you last week, the more we pray, the more we come on the front of the Express and Star. And now we've been in Parliament as well. Isn't God good? He's moving by his Holy Spirit. But there's a spiritual battle going on also. We've got to remember that. You know, our battle is not against flesh and blood. That's why we need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. This is not us about making... You know, we can be just a, a, a nice social club that helps this community and, and really, really not get too far. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit to empower us that we might be something different and this community knows that there is a God in the house. You know, if they, if they, need, if they need something, they need to get to the house of God and to the house of prayer that men and women of God might pray for them and see the power of God fall upon them. And we're believing for it, aren't we? We are believing and trusting for it. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says this, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. The Greek word actually does not use the word gifts there. The the writer put the word gifts in so we would understand what he was talking about. What What he's saying is, now about these spiritual things, I do not want you to be ignorant. God is doing something spiritual in us. And the problem with us is that we don't feel so spiritual some of the time, but God wants to fill us with himself that his gifts might flow out from us. This is not us trying to make things happen ourselves. We have no chance of healing anybody. We have no chance of getting anybody to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour. But the Holy Spirit at work in us and through us, he does the work, doesn't he? So that when we pray for somebody, it's not us doing the work, it's the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. So that when we lay hands on the sick, it's not our hands that are healing them because they're our hands, but our hands are flowing with the power of the Holy Spirit and his blessing into people's hearts and lives and we, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit this is not just theoretical theoretical gets us nowhere as I say you've been the tufty cub and still get knocked down and I think you know you need to take that home and put that in your Bible you know I like the way the New Living Translation puts it let love, your, let love be your highest goal but you should also desire the special abilities that the Spirit gives 
Yeah, we're, we're just normal human beings that God has loved and, and set apart and saved by his wonderful grace. But then he wants to fill us with his spirit that we might be his witnesses. The empowerment of our witness is nothing to do with our abilities, but everything to do with his supernatural. And I've often said from this pulpit, haven't I, God wants to, this morning, put his super upon your natural. He wants to overtake us and bless us. Some believers obviously think this is a scary thing, that, you know, if God comes upon us by his Holy Spirit, what's going to happen to us? But I want you to hear what Luke has to say in his gospel. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give gifts to your children, how much more your Father in heaven gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. This is the blessing of the Father this morning, that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, but filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? That the third person of the Trinity is already in us from salvation. The Bible says he's a deposit of the inheritance yet to come. You know, if you're born in a house, especially if you're new time buying now, I feel sorry for the kids. They're taking huge deposits down on houses, aren't they? But when they put your deposit down on the house, it's because you want it and you're going to come back and pay the rest of the mortgage and, and live in it. Well, the Bible says the Holy Spirit has been given as a deposit upon us as an inheritance. He's put something in you and he's going to come back for you. Amen. There's, there's a day he's going to come and fetch us home. But also, not is it only just the deposit, it's now the energy to live our Christian lives. And boy, do we need that. How many of you would, would say this morning, I've become a little dry. You know, lo lockdown's taken its toll upon me. You know, I'm not where I were. Well, I should be. But I want you to know this morning, I'm going to pray in a moment, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh. Not so we can feel goosebumps, particularly. It's got nothing to do with, how, with what we feel emotionally, but by faith, asking the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh and give us that energy that tomorrow and the next day and the next day that we might be incredible witnesses to the lovely grace that Jesus has poured about upon our lives. We need him more than we've ever needed him before. It's not a theological concept, it's an experience. And some of you need to be having that experience again today. Maybe years and years ago you said, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. But you know what? The Bible says we have this treasure in jars of clay and it leaks. And we give it away as well, you know, when we minister to people. Sometimes, you know, you don't realise what it takes when somebody stands up here and gives out and gives out and gives out. If you're a preacher, you know what I'm going to say now sometimes. It's not physical exhaustion. You feel like spiritually you're giving away and giving away. And then you have to go back into God's presence and top it up again and, and just be filled again with this Holy Spirit. And so if you're ministering to people, let me tell you, don't just minister to people. Because very often you can find yourself on empty and try to do it with all the right reasons, but not with the power that God wants to infill you with. So the imperative is that we spend time in prayer we spend time in his presence and ask him to actually fill us. God, you know, we, we feel him tangibly in this room, but he wants us to feel him us tangibly in our hearts and in our lives every minute of every day. Don't you love it when the anointing turns up when you're not in church? When you're somewhere and, you know, I, I thank God for the prophetic gift that he's put upon me. But sometimes even in, in an outside situation where I, I read people's mail, you know what I mean? God gives me the word and it's just so wonderful to see unbelievers have their mouth drop open when you reveal some secrets that God has shared with you. Isn't it amazing? God wants to do that more and more for us. Church should not be boring. We should be experiencing something of the power of God in our lives day by day. We should be walking around wherever we are demonstrating the kingdom of God. He's called us as ambassadors to Christ. We got no point last night, didn't we, England? No point. 
You know, but, you know, when you go to a foreign country and you're an ambassador, you represent the country to which you represent. So if the American ambassador, you know, in his, uh, in his residence in London, the clock sets to American time. The flag behind him is an American flag, and the laws he lives by are American laws. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We're ambassadors for Christ. We are not what we were. We are now people that should be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire and move into our community and bring the kingdom of God because we're representatives of the king. And in our natural self, we are not going to be able to do that, are we? But the power of the Holy Spirit upon us will do that in us and through us. Acts chapter 19. When Apollos went to Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. They found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, not even heard of this Holy Spirit. So Paul answered, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism is a baptism of repentance. And we believe in God that very soon, once the social distance is open, we'll have many people to baptise in this tank under here. And some of you are going to get hold under a whole lot longer than we thought. <laughs> Just sort you out. Now, thank God for those who are coming. And already people are responding and saying, come on, we want, we want you to, to baptise us. He told them, he told the people to believe in the one coming after him, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came to them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. They were saved, they were baptised for repentance of sins. But the apostle wanted them to know there's an extra experience here now. That you are filled with God to serve him. That he gives you the spiritual energy and zap that you need. Some of you need, don't need more ready break in the morning. You need the Holy Ghost. Do you know what I mean? Some of you need to be filled with something of the power and the presence of Jesus in your lives. So how do we do that? I just wanted to just bring three simple steps, then we're going to pray. This was not meant to be a, a huge theological discussion this morning. I want you to experience the presence of God. We experienced him last week, didn't we? I didn't think I was going to be able to stand up and preach last Sunday morning. When we started singing Let It Rain, I could feel the rain. I could feel the sense of God's presence in this building. And uh, God was truly here. And I believe he's been here this morning, hasn't he? As we were worshipping him and we've made way for him. But the first thing, if you, if you want to be filled, you've got to be empty. There's a whole thing about, that I talk about, about yieldingness. Sometimes you have to give away to let God fill you. And maybe some of you are sitting on stuff. You're filled with some stuff this morning. Now, I'm going to be totally honest because I'm preaching online as well. And I'm just feeling the anointing right now for words of knowledge and stuff. There's someone out there and you are so filled with regret that you're having problems connecting with God. The regret is overwhelming. But I want to tell you this morning, as you empty yourself, the Holy Spirit will come. And that marriage situation that you're worrying about, God is going to sort all of that out. There's, there's children involved. There's a, there's a dispute over custody. This is somebody online now. I, I just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit telling me. But you need to know now that God is about to sort this out. If that's you, will you respond? Just Don't send us in the chat. Just give us a private message. We'll come and pray with you and let the Holy Spirit move upon you. God's in the house this morning, isn't he? And he's wanting to set people free. But we can so, be so full of regret or, or fear or doubt or some of you are feeling insignificant this morning. Listen, your children are the living God. He loves you so much. He's put his deposit upon you, and now he wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. It's not nothing that you can do. You did not earn this. We didn't earn our salvation. Neither can we earn the, the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's what God is doing in us and through us. Don't try and be better. You'll never be better. 
So you need to empty yourself this morning. And secondly, I believe that you need to take God at his word. The scripture says this, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You will be filled. You're hungry enough this morning and you're empty enough. God will fill you with his Holy Spirit. And I believe that's happening right now. Lorraine again, I know she's down in the minor hall. We speak a word of healing. Lord, I pray for a reconstructive miracle in the bones in her face in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you touched her tongue and you healed her of that. Lord, we don't believe that the work is still yet to come. The power of God just come in that minor hall right now in the name of Jesus. Those bones come back where the cancer's eaten. Lord Jesus, we declare strength. Hallelujah. I pray her teeth will grow back in, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. 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 We need to respond in faith this morning. James told us that faith without works is dead. I like the woman with the issue of blood. We just need to come after Jesus this morning, don't we? Just come and receive. And that's my third point. Just come and receive. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came to them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. They, they responded to God. If the Holy Spirit comes upon you this morning, just respond to him. Open up your heart and say, God, whatever you've promised for me today, let, just do it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just be still for a moment. It may be that you just need to empty yourself. It may be that you've never given yourself to Jesus for the first time. I know... We've got people watching online and people in church this morning that have not made that first step to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour. So I'm going to ask you right now, if you want to know Jesus, just empty yourself of all you are and say, Jesus, I'm going to pick up my cross now and follow you. Can you do that? I can't save you. This church can't save you. But Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, died to take away the sin of the world. That means your sin and my sin. And so right now, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would just convict people of their sin, Lord, and set them free and bring them liberty in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Right now in the house, if you're able, would you stand with me? And I'm just going to ask, pray that the Holy Spirit would fill us afresh. On this Pentecost Sunday, Lord, we just want to thank you that there were a bunch of ordinary Galilean fishermen and their friends and those you had called in that upper room. But as you came, they were different. They were never the same again. That the infilling of the Holy Spirit did something so powerful in their lives, they were never the same again. So, Father, right now, I just pray that you'd fill our church with your presence and with your spirit. Lord, I'm not looking for weird and wonderful manifestations, but I'm looking for a strong witness from this church. I pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon us and that this time next week there'll be more people here because we'll have witnessed to people and we'll be ringing in and texting and saying, you can have some more seats because God has been touching my neighbour, touching my friend, touching my kids, touching my grandchildren. Lord, we've been singing your blessing. We've not only been singing it, but we've been believing it and we've been prophesying in faith. So into families, Lord Jesus, where there are people that do not know you, Lord, I speak your word right now in the name of Jesus to husbands, to aunties, to uncles, to, to wives, Lord Jesus, to children, to grandchildren, to cousins, to nephews. We call them in right now in the name of Jesus. So put something of your spirit upon us that they'll say, there's something different about you and we can say, we've been in the presence of God Almighty. 
So fill us with your spirit, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. It's been wonderful, hasn't it, this morning to be in God's house and just to experience his blessing and pleasure and pleasance. Thank you again to the Arise team um, for all you've done in leading us in worship. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've been here. We've got a great week coming up, as I said, so don't forget tonight, Glyn Barrett on Facebook. He's a great dynamic leader. We're glad to be part of an Assemblies of God that's rising from the ashes with a, with a, with a vision for a thousand churches very soon. And uh, churches are on fire and churches are planting churches, which is where we want to be. Amen. We don't want to keep people sitting in their chairs. We want to send people out. Wouldn't it be wonderful for Sergi to have 20, 30 church plants all over the place? I'd be absolutely delighted. You know, if I never saw any of you again, it would be good, wouldn't it? Amen. Send you out to do the work of God. When we want to equip you, so don't forget, so don't forget on Monday night, just Jesus. I like that, just Jesus. The apostle says that there's no other foundation that can be laid, made, but then it's Jesus. It's all Jesus. Jesus and Jesus and more Jesus. That's, that's, that's our core value here, our first core value. Jesus is our message. And so we're going to throw, we're going to throw everything that we've got about discipleship and bringing people to Christ. And, you know, don't, let's not be fearful about people who are not saved getting on the course. Because discipleship doesn't start when we get saved. Sometimes we disciple people to faith and then through into maturity. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. So don't be worried about it. Say, say to somebody, you know, never mind the Alpha course. Why don't you come on the Just Jesus course? You might just find Jesus as, as your Saviour and Lord. And we believe this is going to spill out. Because it's on the internet.